Dan's Driving Double Feature presents 70s Friends of Frankenstein, Minute by Minute podcast, now covering five minutes at a time, episode 45, we're covering the 61st through 65th minutes of Blackenstein and Frankenstein 80 from 1973, both of them. We are covering the uh, video version of Blackenstein starting 40 seconds into the Severin, is it Severin? The Severin um, Blu-ray version of the video version. Um, let's see. Uh, and the Frankenstein 80 were starting, what, 10 seconds in? And the German version. And let's see, where are we on Blackenstein? Oh, yes, the um, the couple were arguing in the car in the woods, and the woman stormed out of the car and looked like the guy was about to take off. Let me um, play this for a moment, and I'll be on the other side talking about it. Yeah, Blackenstein, Blackenstein. Yeah. So the lady does get killed, the guy drives away, leaves her out there. Uh, It's all very strangely done. Um, It's much briefer in the theatrical. I didn't go back and look at the theatrical for this moment, because the theatrical is way ahead and doing much more interesting stuff than we are here, including the 30-second shot. (laughs) So, uh, it, it, it... I mean, what it looks like is they got the woman, she wandered through the woods for a bit, and then they cut the, you know, shots of the feet walking, and then the shots of the monsters in his shoes, you know, walking, and then you, you get her, like, on a small, like, little bridge or something by a small creek, and then it comes up to her and grabs her and drags her away. Um, but, of course, the 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 shots of, of the feet and it drawing close to her and her being there and the shots of her responding don't match at all. Um, because he's right on top of her pretty much when she starts screaming but then when it cuts to the shots of her she's like got a lot of space around her and she's going ah, waving arms and things like that it's like this doesn't um that doesn't really match up and then they do the the whack whack wacky thing which is what she she dropped her glasses fall to the ground and they shoot do a shot through the glasses where they sort of the camera's sort of on this little bridge thing um looking through the glasses as as he drags her away yeah, for 30 seconds, the camera looks through those glasses as Blackenstein drags her away. And it's, um, at first it's effective, but as it goes on, you just keep thinking, this is still going. And then, like, when you first, they're, like, up close to the glasses, kind of filling up the glasses. And then by the end of the 30 seconds, they're very far away from the glasses. And not quite in the glasses anymore, and it doesn't really work anymore, but they're still doing it. And then you have a crossfade over to the, uh, you know, Dr. Stein's house. So there was, a, there was a reason why that was there, because they spent the money on the, you know, the negative printer doing the... Um, the crossfade there but still i mean that goes on and on to the point where you're sitting there going is that blackenstein dragging that woman away or is that someone else dragging someone else away and they just it's just it's slightly out of focus and at a distance and we can't quite tell because the woman no longer sort of looks like the woman but that may or may not be blackenstein and and he's making weird noises and she's screaming and and whatever and that really goes on for a very long time <laughs> it's sort of like oh boy this is this is this is excessive here. They could have trimmed this, but then, of course, the point of this longer version, the home video version, is everything goes on for too long. Everything goes on for too long, which is too bad. But that, yeah, then it cuts to a scene that goes on too long with a uh, Winifred. I need to speak to you in the laboratory. But then when it cuts to them in the laboratory, they're nowhere near one another. <laughs> and Doctor Stein is like he hears he hears um, you know Blackenstein in the other room. He's like, oh my gosh, Winifred, come on! It's like why did you call her away to um you know, talk there when, um, 
when you're clearly not talking, why do we not see that? And then Blackenstein tries to grab at him, and he's, you know, behind that in that cage up room and stuff. And then they call Malcolm down, and and then it all ends with a couple of cops showing up to talk to Doctor Stein. It's actually, I mean, they are going out of their way in this home video version just to make it more boring than is humanly possible. I mean, and and we we get to linger for a while on how excited Malcolm gets when Doctor Stein starts. To, they he serves every. I, I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand this. This, the, the. I need to talk to you down the laboratory. It makes even less sense here where they sit down. Malcolm serves them breakfast. They start to eat within ten seconds. I need to see in the laboratory. They leave, and apparently they don't go back. And they're not going to go back because Malcolm sits down and very gleefully eats the 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 food. And I mean, it's, this is really the kind of guy you want working for. I mean, Malcolm is, I mean, the reason why this is happening is because of Malcolm. Because of Malcolm's chicanery and being just a jackass. You know, that's the reason why this happened. That's the reason why, what, two people, three people have now died around there? It's because Malcolm did this to Eddie's DNA. And 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 there's something weird about the gleeful way that we're meant to watch him. Oh, he got to have a little sneak, a little breakfast. Why doesn't he get his own breakfast? I don't understand. Does he, he doesn't get served breakfast. No wonder he's so angry. He only gets fed when the other people don't eat. And he has leftover food to eat. That that doesn't make any sense to me why he doesn't have his own breakfast. I mean, I can understand him, you know, if he's the guy who makes them breakfast and serves them breakfast. Okay, that's one thing. But wouldn't he have his own breakfast? I, I never, I've never understood that scene. It feels to me like it's meant to be a bit of a comedy. Like, wow, wow, Malcolm ate your breakfast. But at the same time, it's like, but Malcolm is a terrible guy who's caused these killings. So he should shove it, shove it mightily. Anyway. Uh, that's that's really all that goes on here. The two policemen show up in the end to talk to Dr. Stein, and he doesn't seem to know anything about the killings. Of course he does. He's lying, but uh, what are you going to do? So let's, um, I guess we'll leave it sort of hanging here as we go on to Frankenstein 80, where, um, remember, it looks like they're about to find Dr. Frankenstein's hidden laboratory down in the morgue. <laughs> Let me give you a little bit of something, and then we'll talk about Frankenstein 80 on the other side of this. Yeah, 80, 80. Yeah, 80. Da-da-da, Frankenstein 80. The fun thing with these five minutes is that we... Uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein is killed at the end of it by Mosaic, who has now gone on on a, ramp uh, on a rampage. And we know because Dr. Frankenstein has said it, and, and we sort of hear it in the tapes that the police and the reporter and Sonia, Dr. Frankenstein's niece, listen to, that Mosaic is... Um, his body is rejecting the organs and his brain is disintegrating. So it's really kind of, um, I was going to say, it's sort of an incredible melting man kind of thing where it's a it's, it's, um, it's the, the, the body is, is collapsing and falling apart and melting. And so it's just a question of, um, trying to either in the movie they're either trying to get the melting man back to try to operate on him to save him or just a question of it melting away sort of thing and, and that's kind of what the movie at, at this moment in the movie we shift from you know the the uh the evil scientist doing these things this monster to the scientist is dead and now the monster is in there and he's basically going to start collapsing his body he's going to not fall apart um it's just going to stop working and so it's just a question of him uh how long does it take for do do we catch him before he dies how many people does he kill before he dies um uh if uh, if we catch him before he dies can we get him put away safely so he 
can fade away. I mean, at the end of it, of course, the reporter says that you know he is a man, not not a monster, and um, there will be some. There will be a line in the in the next five minutes that will um, follow up on that. It's a kind of go in the um, the cliche you expect it to go into when they say that the monster isn't a monster; he's a man. Well, then who is the monster? Yep, there you go. And I do like that the. Um, you know the reporter is now hey baby putting his hand over Sonia's hand it's funny the the reporter guy is that is that John Richardson I'm sorry I've lost track of who he is but he was I was just they since they put out not the beast in heat they put out the beast the planet of the 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 beast on a planet the beast the beast in space the Alfonso Brescia film came out on Picarama it looks gorgeous on there um but it's one of the four Alfonso Brasio films with, uh, what is it, War of the Robots and Cosmos, War of the Planets and Beast in Space and My Favorite Star Odyssey. Fortunately, only one of them is out in a decent print, but boy, just the fact that it can look that good hopefully means we can get the other three looking good, too. I mean, why isn't Star Odyssey out? I mean, that's a full-on Star Wars-type ripoff, and those are so much fun to watch. Like I've said before, I haven't watched anything Star Wars related since I saw Phantom Menace in the theater the weekend it came out, so I have no uh, ties apart from nostalgia to Star Wars, and that's just for the first three movies. Um and not even so much the second it's 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 actually not even so much the second or the third one i realized i know this is a tangent um i forget how i got it oh yes because the 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 reporter guy he's in one he's in um one of them not war of the robots he's in star odyssey oh is he in star odyssey no he's he's in the other one um cosmos war of the planets dang i, f- I forget it's star odyssey the beast in space war of the robots and then the other one i think has a couple titles but like cosmos war of the Pla- he's in it and he wears they all wear the same sort of funny hats and outfits and sit i mean all four of them are made of the same <coughs> pardon me the same sets kind of the same actors the same costumes the same lightsaber goofy things that they have uh i was gonna say i realized the thing with star wars is that um Although I'm not a Star Trek fan, my life had, when I was a kid had much more Star Trek in it than Star Wars. Doctor Who, of course, was the, the main the main thing. Still is. Um, but it's funny, when I actually look on Star Wars, it's like, I've seen Empire Strikes Back in the theater twice, and I've probably seen it half a dozen times on um, uh, 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 VHS, Laserdisc. Um, I haven't seen it on DVD. Because um, the last thing I watched was the last the last time I watched it was the special edition release back in ninety seven or ninety eight. So I haven't watched it on DVD, but Laserdisc I've seen it. I, um, uh, but it, but it's funny because so like Empire, yeah, I saw it in the theater opening weekend with my mom, my dad, and my sister, and I saw the special edition when it was released twenty or about twenty or almost so years later, and I've seen it three or four more times on on various assorted things. Return of the Jedi, I've seen even fewer times um, take away at least one time because I didn't see the special edition of Return of the Jedi although Return of the Jedi I read the novelization twice um, it's Star Wars, the actual original Star Wars when I go back to that, that actually holds um, sort of the nostalgic sway in my mind because I think I've said this before, I saw it um, when it came out in the theater I was four but I saw it, it must have been a re-release um, before Empire came out. So let's say I was maybe six or seven when I saw it in the theater. And I, saw, I saw it in the theater, and then um, I, saw it, uh, I saw it in the theater, and then I saw it, um, again, the special edition. So I saw it twice in the theater. 
and I've see, saw it on VHS when it came out. I saw it a couple times on Laserdisc. But the thing with Star Wars is that I I said this before, and I want to say it again because I, I I just find it charming that I did this. When they finally showed up on HBO, circa I think probably 1984. I think it hit HBO 83 or 84. It hit HBO, and it was like June or July. It was during the summer uh, month. I saw it every single time they showed it they showed it i want to say it was 22 or 24 times they showed it it was over 20 times they i mean they showed it a lot during the, it was star wars why not you you finally got the access to it why not show it a lot but i saw it it was over 20 now i could be lying it could have been like a dozen times but in my mind i watched it every single time they showed it it was over 20 oh you're watching star wars again yep and i was like i'm gonna watch it every single time it airs so i've seen star wars um over two dozen times the original i have not seen star wars in 25 years though so where was i oh yeah i was uh, sorry that was a little star wars tangent. that's probably as much as about star wars as you're ever going to hear me talk about so enjoy that but back to it, i like that the um the reporter's kind of putting his hand on sonia's and it's like when you see sonia she's got she got a bad haircut but then she's got one of those haircuts you see like women in the early for on this time like the women in like the um Jallos, but specifically like i think like they're gentle giallos there are a couple of women around this time that have really bad haircuts in them um, I could be, I could be, I could be wrong on that. But we're sitting there with her bad haircut, and then it cuts to the reporter guy, and he's got, you know, the male pattern baldness is starting, but he's doing his best. But he looks less bald than some of the guys around him, including the police inspector. And so what I'm going to do real quick, and I know I've already talked for seven minutes, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to go quickly through the five minutes. And I know this is this is over going overboard. And I'm, I'm actually going to say this right now. Um, I may or may not leave that Star Wars chat in. And and so you may be hearing this thinking, Dan, you cut out something about Star Wars? Or you may be hearing me having just said that thinking, Dan, why did you leave all that in about Star Wars? But I'll leave this in regardless, but I may not leave the Star Wars chat in. Anyway, when the minutes, uh, when the five minutes begin, yeah, they're picking through the, they're picking through the, um, uh, the laboratory. They find the cassettes. They open up the rather obvious sort of secret room, and then it cuts to the really ugly dining room with Dr. Frankenstein and his niece eating. And I love that they have there's like a decanter with a red, I, I imagine a red wine in it, but it actually looks like when I first saw it, I thought it was a Jello mold. And I thought, can you make can you make Jello out of wine? But it looks like a Jello mold to me, regardless. And, and what ends up happening is mosaic. Um, I, I don't know how Mosaic knows that Dr. Frankenstein lives there. Maybe he can sniff him out. I don't know, but, but Dr. Mosaic basically stumbles in, sees the, the niece, and pats his head, pats her head, tries to chase her into um, a uh, a room, and Dr. Frankenstein gets in a big brawl with him. And it's it's kind of an interesting brawl. It's kind of an interesting brawl, brawl because... Um, it's this is before Steadicam, so the 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 it's handheld camera, and the camera's sort of on the two of them. They're going back and forth, and it's rather visceral, and it's I don't know if it's exciting per se, but it's back and forth, and it really has the feel of like Doctor Frankenstein trying trying to stop Mosaic from getting through the door. It has a real, I guess it does have a visceral sort of exciting feel to it, um, but then it keeps cutting, or at least it cuts a couple times to a shot. Um, from where, where the camera's in the exact same spot where it was when they were eating, so you can see that Jello mold red wine thing, and you just and they're on the other end of the room, and it's it's so weird because like the noise is the same, 
character. But it suddenly it goes from being like this sort of visceral, we're right in there with these two guys fighting for, you know, fighting for his, Dr. Frankenstein's fighting for his life and his niece and Mosaic's fighting for whatever the heck it is he's doing. And, and then it cuts to a distance and it looks like a strangely, um, it looks like two actors sort of, um, it actually reminds me a lot of in Rotor, um, the movie Rotor, when during the climactic scene when it cuts from um, Cold Iron and um, Sony and they are trying to set up the wire to, um, they can encircle, they're by the lake and they're trying to set up the wires to encircle Rotor with and Rotor is fighting Dr. Steel in the background and when Dr. Steel and Rotor are fighting close up, it's not the world's best fight, but you know, they're a big psh, and you know it looks like two people fight yeah yeah but whenever it cuts to the long shot and the focus is on cold iron and sony and they're fighting in the background it looks like i think i read this somewhere it looks like it looks like two actors almost like practicing their fight moves not realizing they're on camera and that's kind of what it looks like here it goes from this thing where it's it's like this visceral ah the camera's right in there fighting and these weird fisheye lens moments where like dr frankenstein is staring directly in the camera and his face is distorted and i guess that's meant to be the point of view of 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 mosaic except at one point we see mosaic and he has that on his face so he's like is that the way dr frankenstein is seeing mosaic or is they, they just leave the lens on there by accident um but it's fine, I mean, because as they're... And, and the thing about it, too, is, like, when they're fighting and going back and forth in this little space, you know, they're in front of this ugly green wall with these ugly green doors and all these plates hanging on the wall, and they're fighting. And when they're fighting right up close, you can't really see all that. It's just the two guys. But when it cuts to the long shot, you can see the overly decorated table and the red wine jello mold, and you can see the wall really well of the plates. And you can see, I mean, it looks to me like they're kind of doing that thing like they don't want to break anything. You know, like that sort of don't panic whenever the guy spazzes and don't panic. And that you can tell, like, certain things on the wall he's been told he can tear down and other things he can't. And that's kind of what it looks like to me. It, it <laughs> In the end, it's sort of almost... What it feels like when they cut away is it, is it almost feels like you know like if you have a movie where like someone's talking to someone like imaginary like maybe like a guy sitting at a table and he believes he's having a conversation with someone and it's very intimate and it's very uh, exciting conversation and then it cuts to people at the next three or four people at the next table looking at him in a long shot and you see this kind of crazy person talking to no one that's sort of almost how this feels it's like suddenly <laughs> suddenly it's like the, it's like these two guys they're in the middle of a life or death struggle then suddenly we're like 15 feet away from it, it looks like two guys just goofing around Eh, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, and then, and then, um, Doctor Frankenstein tells Mosaic that he can have him destroyed, and that somehow really seems to anger Mosaic, who now really chases Doctor Frankenstein around. And then we cut back to the lab, and the reporter finds the empty thing of the Schwartz serum, and there's a there's a great moment with the um, the inspector is standing in front of a fridge just kind of looking around looking around and then he turns looks at the fridge and decides I'll open the fridge and he throws it open and there's professor schwartz's eyeless head in there and then another cop opens up a little cupboard and that um the nurse the male nurse drops out of it he's just like stashing bodies in and all around here and then immediately sonia and they all take off running i i love they all abandon this lab that they found to go try to protect the gal you think they would have split up and you know left someone to continue examining the lab while someone else but i don't understand the way it works but then we see um yeah mosaic finds a giant knife we get these really crazy shots of um uh dr frankenstein clearly 
it's funny um, uh, when uh, Mosaic picks up this huge knife by the sink and is approaching Dr. Frankenstein and then it cuts to Dr. Frankenstein yelling except there's a red tint over everything but he's clearly back in the dining room because the plates are behind him and that door is there so these are clearly this is clearly more of that shot from earlier he's not in the kitchen when he's yelling that so it's a little weird and then Sonia runs towards them and they she faints and they find the um Dr. Frankenstein dead and then the the whole five minutes ends with them listening to the uh, tapes and realizing that the monster's out there the monster's sort of falling apart it's only a matter of time but they have to now stop him before he kills again so we've got like, like I said at, the, at this at this moment we've got what 24 minutes left and now it's going to be a monstrous rampage because you know he doesn't do that thing where like he I killed my creator and he goes nuts or anything he's just kind of a jerk stumbling around and his body's going to start giving out on him I wish he'd start melting but that's another movie so I did talk a little long here folks but um, sometimes that's going to happen I hope you enjoyed my star wars chat if it's still here hmm. but uh, yeah so next time up where, where where will we be i think we are entering into five of my favorite minutes of blackenstein it's so tough to tell because i think we've already gone and passed them if we had done the theatrical but the the um the the um the the, the video version is so drawn out again my fault my mistake i was just trying to balance them out like like i said i think Forgive me if I'm wrong, I think both of the these will fin- finish within the same five-minute episode. Um, what will that be? Is it 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50? Will it be, has it be, is that right? Episode 50, I think, will be the last one. Don't quote me on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, sh- I should have done the theatrical Blackenstein. I'm really doing it a disservice by doing the video. But then for years and years, unless you happen to catch it on the big screen, like I did that one time with Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, um, you, that we saw it as the video version. So I'd love to know the story behind it, but they don't have anything on the... Um, on the Blu-ray regarding it, so uh, so we're there and hopefully going into a super fun scene in Blackenstein, and now we're going into the final act of Frankenstein eighty. The 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 sci- the monster the 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 mad scientist is dead. We know what he was up to, and there's this monster that we now have to track down. Be good to yourself, everybody. Here's this. Mm-hmm.